You're now listening to the Garage Guys Fantasy Sports Podcast. Monday, motherfuckers. Welcome to the Garage Guys Fantasy Sports Podcast, episode 115. <laughs> Just got a notification. It's been all day. Baby phone been blowing up. It ain't Tuesday, but a lot of crazy shit's happened. As always, the show is brought to you by Garage Guys Fantasy Sports Patreon page. Get over to patreon.com slash garage guys to get all the DFS rankings you can handle. Um, crazy fucking day. Sunday. That's Sunday. That week 11 Sunday was nuts. Uh, me and Drew just got finished watching the fucking Rams-Bears game. I had a hard time staying awake. Um, there's just uh, – there, there's something going wrong. <laughs> something so, – dude, it's – all right. So, before we even get into the instant reaction, obviously, like, it's like the last week of Mercury Retrograde. I know you guys are probably like, shut the fuck up, Chase. But I'm like, it's, it's real. It's real, and it's, it's here. And I think that we reached peak Mercury retrograde today. Um, and just to st- – I mean, we could literally just – like, we're, we're obviously going to have the instant reaction of the Bears-Rams game. But um, I think that the, the Rams-Bears game just embodied everything that Week 11 was. So far. We still have a Monday night game. But that's yeah. technically, you know, I don't know. Man, I am – Feeling for the Bears fans out there. They probably want to kill Matt Nagy. Uh, my first thing I want to say is how much BS is that pulling Mitchell Trubisky now of all times and then saying it's a hip injury. So, let's go ahead and call him out for that. Yeah, hip injury, my ass. Like, there's literally like a minute left. You obviously thought that you had a shot at putting Chase Daniels in this game. Like, he's your miracle man or some shit. Like, Chase Daniels is not fucking rain man, for one. Chase Daniels is a backup quarterback for a reason. And all that shows me, and I'm sure I'm not alone in saying this, is that you have no fucking trust and no faith in your quarterback. And honestly, he has no fucking trust in this team because I don't even think he trusts himself. The, the first rule of love is that in order to love, you have to love yourself. <laughs> By the look of Matt Nagy's face, he looks like he loves himself about just as much as a fucking recovering meth addict that's been up for four days straight. Did you see those red fucking bags under his eyes? That dude don't know what the fuck is going on. He don't know what he's doing. You literally, that fucking kick in last year's playoffs fucked him up, and he has not been able to get over it since. That shit, like, Antonio browned his brain. I guarantee it. The Bears are in big trouble. The Bears have been in trouble. And, and, and like, the Rams weren't that, that much better. But this Bears team is fucked, and I hate to see a defense as good as last year's was and a team that, that has Khalil Mack on it to be this shit. It sucks. Matt Nagy fucking is – like, H. John Benjamin should, like, go into the facility and, like, just play Matt Nagy, and I think that they would have a better play calling from him, from a guy that does the voices on Archer and Bob's Burgers. I think that he could call better plays than Matt Nagy at this point and have better decisions. 
Yeah, it's clear Matt Nagy and uh, Adam Gase did some kind of like group session therapy or something to get there. I think they're fucking. (laughs) I think they're fucking. That's the only explanation for it. They both got that fucking look on their eyes like they've been up on four-day benders. They're probably just doing a shitload of cocaine in a hotel room. Hey, who, who, who was the team or the guy or their coach that was on the Dolphins that was the videos came out of him doing cocaine and like, yeah. texting a stripper? Um, was that the Dolphins? Yeah, I can't remember the exact name of the guy. Shout out to the clock. He was just like an like a position coach, right? And he had been like yeah. on company, like at the facilities, like doing coke and texting a stripper, right? I think that that's what it was, and there was like a video of him that came out. Man, you're right. That clock goes fucking forever. We love it here, though. Embrace we it. We do. We do. Them energizers are working great. We thank you, Garage Fam, that send us the energizers. Keep sending the energizer batteries. It's good, good stuff. Um, everything about that game, terrible. The Rams and the Bears are wishing they were the teams they were last year, and they clearly aren't, and it sucks. Yeah. I kind of miss the old Rams, personally. Yeah, I, I don't really care. Um, the Rams suck, and uh, I got blocked by a Rams fan tonight on Twitter. Um, you're still bitter, though. I mean, as a Saints fan, you're going to be still pissed about the way that went down last year. Dude, I'm, forever, I'm, forever. It will never stop. Like, I will always. Like, dude, my hate for the Rams is deeper now than it is for the Falcons. Yeah. The league's better, though, with Sean McVay and a Rams good team, like a, a solid team. That's not – Not really – not really. It's just I'm, it's, I'm neutral on them, and I think it's better when that team is is stronger than they are. So I don't know, man. It's weird. Like like tonight, like the biggest thing for me is that okay, Sean McVay should have used tight ends a lot more in this game. I don't know what the fuck he was thinking. You're playing against a team that does not do well against covering a tight end, and we only saw like what one catch for like Gerald Everett, maybe a couple more. I don't even know. I just all I literally saw on my television was like one catch where he got all the way down the field and it turned into a, a Malcolm Brown touchdown, which yeah. was like what? So yeah, there should have been a lot more Tyler Higby and a lot more Gerald Everett used in that game. Um, it's just I, I think that the thing that we're looking at here is that these are these are obviously two coaches like you said that were good last year and they can't let go of that. And until they learn to let go of that shit and move forward and realize that this is a new year and you can't do that kind of shit in, the, in this league, then they're fucked. I will give props, though, to McVay for one thing. They changed their, their running scheme today. And uh, they were talking about it a lot, if you listen to the audio tonight. But they got away from the zone blocking scheme and did more of a, a man scheme and that kind of freed Gurley up. But, hey, I hear you on the, frustra- on the frustration piece with the tight ends. I had a lot of tight ends um, from this game. and then. But in general, nobody paid off their price tag because they only threw the ball 18 times, which is absurd. So your tight ends only had 18 shots and had, what, one catch, two catches? Yeah. uh, One catch. I think that Jared Goff's best throw tonight was to Blake Bortles on the sideline. (laughs) That was his best throw of the night. And I was pissed, though, because there was, like, I don't even know what the penalty was, but, like, he he did throw one up to Josh Reynolds and Reynolds. 60-yard. Yeah, Yeah, that would have been been fantastic. That would have been nice, but it didn't happen. So that's kind of like, you know, the Rams season in a nutshell. It would have been nice, but it didn't happen. My question for you is this. If the Rams would have beat the Patriots in the Super Bowl, would you be rubbing their crotch as hard as you have tonight? No. I mean, I don't like or dislike the Rams at all. I'm just – I'm neutral on them. I, I think it's irrelevant they would have beat the Patriots. They're overrated. I would agree, but 
they don't have their squad, man. You don't have Robert Woods. You don't have Brandon Cooks. I almost, in a sense, understand that they just wanted to grind this game out and just make sure they do just enough to win. It wasn't fun for fantasy, though. I hate it from that perspective. Mm-hmm. But now they're 6-6. Six and six. Maybe they get Woods back. I don't even know what – do. did you hear anything about why he missed the game? It said personal reasons. Yeah, personal reasons. He was just inactive. It was like a game-time thing. Like, nobody really saw it coming. Um, I, uh, I mean, it didn't matter for me. I was going to fade him in DFS anyway tonight. But, um, like – yeah, it was just it, – it sucks because it was, like, out of the blue. I saw a lot of people tweeting frantically, like, who do you go to? You know, like, who do we go to? Like, Josh Reynolds, obviously, Taylor Gabriel, Nicole Hardman. There's not a lot of options for season-long guys out there. Um, so, I mean, DFS players were whatever. But for season-long, that kind of fucked you because you're you're really expecting him to have a really good game tonight, you know, I guess. I mean, yeah, I had him. Long. Yeah, I had so- him. I had to go to Josh Reynolds, and I had to drop somebody that I didn't want to drop because, you know, when once the games start from the earlier – from the prior matches on, on Sunday, those players are frozen on your bench. So I had to drop Darius Slayton to get an active player in my roster. I have, uh, I have some final thoughts um, on this. I'm going to turn my bias off for the Rams. The Rams have too sexy of uniforms to be playing that crappy. So my advice to them is to stop wearing those beautiful throwback uniforms until you get your shit together. Cause that's like, that's like a trophy Jersey. Like you can only wear those if you're good. Cause like, that is the one thing I do like about the Rams is how sexy those old school jerseys are that blue and that yellow just pop, you know, like what was it? A uh, greatest show on turf stuff, Kurt Warner. You know what I mean? Like you can't wear that and be crap. Like go where your your uh, trying to unlock the full uniform mystery cheat code uh, uniforms where you have like the white alternate Jersey and like the, the weird colored helmet, like go wear all that until you get your stuff figured out. You can't, you can't wear those and be crappy. That's all I have to say about them. And then for the bears, anybody that drafted David Montgomery, it is week 11. This has probably already been said needs to be say again. I'm sorry. Cause I'm one of them. I just want to apologize to myself. Like it was, it sucks. It sucks. It sucks. So that O line blows. Blows hard. Yes, they're not getting any movement off the ball. They're not helping that guy at all. But uh, my closing thoughts would be: I am sitting here looking at the playoff picture, and I am just praying to God that the Rams sneak in the wild card and get to play the Saints. I would literally be the happiest person to watch your reaction and other Saints fans' reaction. I would think the Saints would handle them easily, but I want that opportunity. They're only one game back from the Vikings right now. Yeah, I think that, yes. I Dude, I, saw, I looked at the playoff picture, and I saw that we would have the Vikings, and it made my stomach turn. Um, mm-hmm. and you would much rather, I think you'd rather have the Rams for sure. I would much rather not have either of those teams to deal with. But it's going to be Rams, Vikings, or Seahawks. Those are your three teams. Or the 49ers, if they somehow lose the division to the, I to would, the Seahawks. I would much rather play the Hawks. I think that that would be a great game. And I think that we could pull that one out by the skin of our teeth. Because the Seahawks will put up a good fight. From, from a fan perspective, though, I mean, from, not a fan perspective, from a Saints having the best chance to win – I think you guys would take care of the Rams before you take care of the Vikings. Well, I mean, we've had two years. You know what I mean? Like, but yeah, like it's, it's due. Like last year we beat the Rams and like the regular, I mean, we beat the, uh, we beat the Vikings in the regular season and then we had the Rams. So 
if history constantly repeats itself with the Saints, then, yeah, we need the Rams because then we'll beat them. So, yeah, because they've already beat us once this year. So, yeah, we will definitely beat them again. So, okay, I'm, I'm cool with that. I'm cool with that. And we'll they win. just look awful. But yeah. still, in that rare case that they, they can somehow go into New Orleans and win that game, man, I just want to – as a neutral Rams – I'd probably stop watching football. Yeah, I think a lot of people would. If there was a controversial call that went against the Saints again, I think someone would die. Someone would – like a ref would get killed or something. Sean Payton would choke a ref with a Popeye's chicken sandwich. Guaranteed. If history repeated itself, he'd be happy. Um, oh, you didn't say Sean McVay. You said Sean Payton. Okay. Yeah, Sean gotcha. Payton, if like history repeated itself. Like, yeah, he would choke a referee with a Popeye's chicken sandwich. They would probably give every – fan in the stadium a pistol to just shoot at will it would be a, a murder scene literally that would be the end of football yeah uh, i wouldn't go <laughs> that wouldn't would be go that far end but of football. <laughs> if, dude uh, i'm just literally thinking right now if we got that far again and some shit like that happened that would be the end of football I want the drama football because I don't have anything at stake like you like you guys do. I have a lot of Saints fans and that are my friends, and I can just be the bystander that watches the game and hopes for a close game and controversy. So you're right, though. Somebody would die. Somebody, dude. I I will vouch for that 100. percent Someone would get murdered that night. It would happen. It won't even take something as bad as that Roby Coleman hit either. It would take something like 50 percent as bad. Like it wouldn't have to be that obvious. It would just be. You know, maybe something of, like the PI call on DeAndre Hopkins that happened today. Like, great point, because yeah. obviously the new ruling is doesn't mean anything. Because uh, honestly, like that was the worst call I've seen since Roby Coleman. Would you agree? I would. Um, I think that he brought it on himself, though. Um, because Hopkins. yeah, I think he brought it on himself because when you wear a uh, a floral robe in the pregame it's like god coming down and slapping you in the face to remind you that there's only one cam newton in this league and that there can't <laughs> be another so um so yeah i think that he brought that on himself like he league's not that. big enough for two of them that's right you can't you can't come in there looking like a traditional asian woman and not expect to like try to get hugged on and that's what happened today he did look crazy so if you haven't seen him go go look it up it's on texans twitter uh the 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 tweet says feeling floral um, so yeah, it was a very strange choice of, uh, of, of wardrobe, but I guess that's what happens when Cam Newton isn't around to, to fuck with. Yeah. Um, but is the rule there just to make the Saints fans happy so that if it happens again and the Saints are involved in the game, they can reverse it? Like, is that the only purpose of this? Cause it's absolutely it's it, it never bothered anyone else. This is a, this is a, uh, sorry for your loss package. This is like a, a stipend. I guess I just can't believe anybody that went and saw that replay of the, of the DeAndre Hopkins play today. And if you haven't seen that, go look at it. If anyone that doesn't watch football has no clue what football is, saw that play, they'd be like, well, that seems like, that seems like it is a rule is yeah. being broken. You know, you would, you would wonder. Yeah. You'd be like, Hmm, like you, I don't think you're supposed to just like bear hug people. And when they're trying to catch a ball, like, did you see DeAndre Hopkins' tweet? It's pretty funny. It's like, as a leader. Like, as a leader. Yeah, as a leader. Like, I'm a leader in the NFL. Like, what do you lead? Like, the freaking, like, uh, Asian, like, massage club? 
I don't know. That robe, bro. That yeah, robe. bad. Like, what are you doing, DeAndre? I still love DeAndre Hopkins. I mean, I do robe. too. He's a cool guy. It's just, what are, what are these robes? Yeah, not a big fan of the robes. I don't know what's going on with the robes. Shout out to robes, though. I guess robes are making a comeback. Um, but yeah, if that, if that play happens <laughs> to the Saints in the playoffs, though, and they decide that to not call it pass interference, it would I'm, be a riot. I'm gonna cry. I cried. I cried last year. I'll cry again. I'll probably rage cry this time, though. Like I said, I I literally probably would like not watch football anymore. I would be done. Yeah, I think I really you would. would. Now you'd come right back. I don't know, man. I watched the XFL. The New Orleans folk have a lot to be excited for, though. You gotta you gotta think between LSU and the Saints, you at least get one happy ending. Yeah, I mean, well, it was a good weekend for like for like all Louisiana sports fans, obviously, because Saints beat the Bucks, um, and you know, Tigers beat the 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 Rebels. So I mean, that was cool for the weekend. But yeah, I don't know. We'll see what happens. I feel like I feel like the. It, I want to feel like this is the year, and like, but it feels like it's almost like it's just like whatever now in a weird way. Does that make sense? Like, I feel like if we get all the way to the Super Bowl and win it, it's just going to be like, I mean, it's going to be exciting. Don't get me wrong, but like, I just feel like right now it's just kind of like whatever, just because it's been two years of this for me and for all Saints fans. So, like, I think it makes it more satisfying. I think you just need it to get here. But yeah, but like, I almost feel like it was like. It would. I know this. This is probably going to come off really wrong, or it's going to sound bad. But it's like it. It almost feels like it was like handed to us. If this is the case, and like if there's one thing I can't stand more than anything, it's somebody just like giving you a dub. Yeah, I don't see it. But hey, you do you, man. Maybe maybe it's just me. I don't know. I don't maybe think I it's to, being handed to. Maybe you I need to check. Maybe I need to check myself. Before it's gonna be a tough. It's gonna be a tough road, though. I mean, there's like four or five teams, and honestly, there's six teams in the NFC that are all pretty equal, in my opinion. Yeah, it'll be crazy. Look, we can. Get, I could. I could literally stay here forever. We got a. Yep. We got a. We got a show to do. We got a show to bring you guys. So let's, let's get into the rest of this day. NASCAR championship went down. It happened. That was what I was boo. doing. The, the, Sorry. Yeah, yeah, dude. The boo was so loud that like the mic couldn't even handle it. Sorry. <laughs> it's all good but uh yeah the, I watched what what I did instead of watching the afternoon slate of games I watched I tuned into the race and I was like 100% dialed into it um one of the most probably mediocre championship races I've seen that's being um, nice yeah that's I, I'm trying to be very kind to the sport uh Kyle Busch ended up being the 2019 NASCAR champion this was the last race of the decade and that really put shit into perspective for me I guess it, it, we're at the end of a decade. It's pretty wild. Crazy shit, man. Um, Martin Truex Jr. finished second. He had the highest fantasy points of the race, and I think that he should have ultimately won that thing. But Kyle Busch and his team came out of nowhere with the with the speed. Uh, Truex fucked himself. His team fucked him. Uh, Hamlin fucked himself. I think uh, they had some shit that went down too, just like bad. Like, you know, he, he came on the beginning of the race and was like, no mistakes. And he ended up making mistakes. So, you hate to see it for Denny. Um, he wanted this championship. He still has plenty of time to get one. But um, Michael Jordan was there. So, how how rough is that, like, knowing that, like, you're – like, Michael Jordan is there and he's, like, pulling for you and you can't pull through? I would I would cry, bro. 
Yeah, that's that is pretty rough. But I think Hamlin's happy with his overall season, just disappointing ending, and hopefully he can get back there. Um, I'm a fan of his, so I don't want to see it. I don't want to see this be his peak, you know. Yeah, no, I mean, I trust me. Like, I want to see Denny get him one. Like, like I said, the the more I've been into just the media side of NASCAR, the more unbiased I've become with manufacturers. So, like, you know, I'm cool with Toyotas, Fords, and Chevys. Um, just cool with you know, just I like drivers and see, seeing them, you know, do well. So I definitely want to see that. But just imagine how great it would have been to be watching a championship ceremony and Michael Jordan just be there. Mm-hmm. Just like celebrating with his boy, Denny Hamlin. It seemed like it was aligned for him this year. And then the story was there. And like the race was awful. And um, I mean, I, I can't I can't find the words to defend it right now. But it made it worse that the guy that no one likes ended up winning too. So it was like a double, double negative there. Because I don't think many people root for Kyle Busch. No, no. No, I mean, they, they do. Mostly children that like M&Ms. But um, but other than that, I mean, there are some some people out there that actually do pull for him, which is strange. Just not um, as much as the other other names. And I think it's if a feel good story happens like Denny Hamlin, it makes the race not as bad today. Right, exactly. Or even Truex. Like, I mean, I'd, right. I'd love to see Truex get it. Or or Kevin Harvick. Mm-hmm. Like any of those three. But yeah, just Kyle Busch is like whatever. The one thing I will say about this though, and like it just it kind of melted my heart a little bit. Like Kyle Busch has a four year old son. I have a four year old son. So, like, seeing his, like, kid, like, on there, just how excited and happy he was, made me think about my kid. And I was like, oh, man. I was like, he's, it's all right, I guess. And then, like, his kid got off the stage, and then it was, like, right back to just, like, Kyle Busch is a douchebag. And all the chants that you hear of people saying, fuck Kyle Busch. Um, I think there's a video in my Instagram story of uh, a rally at a race where the, everybody was chanting, fuck Kyle Busch. <laughs> So, and then he was like, but, but I've met him. He's a nice guy. And everybody was like, boom, <laughs> like just going off. Like the dude what? was like, the dude started the chant, fuck Kyle Bush. And then he got all these people chanting it. And then he just comes out. He's like, well, actually he's a really cool guy. I've met him and he's all right. <laughs> Jeez. It I was didn't see funny. any of this. Yeah, it was funny. It's on my Instagram story. But, um, but yeah, just the, the race itself, I, I think that this new package that they have, just at intermediate tracks in general, just, it just uh, it's more follow the leader than anything. Um, you definitely want to see more action. And, and with this new package, we're just kind of not getting that. So Yeah, uh, I think we'll you – know, I don't want to be too negative, but in our off-season podcast, we'll talk more about this type of stuff. But if they oh, yeah. want they want to draw fans in, like today, if somebody tuned in that hasn't been watching, then it did no good. So that's right. well. Well, then again, they have no idea what a race really is. So I mean, like, like, but so it, I don't know. It works all kinds of different ways. Main thing is, is that you need more wrecks, you need more action, you need more fighting, you need more drama. You put more drama. You put the drama back into NASCAR, and the people will come. Yeah, it, at least some side by side. At least some side by side racing. Like it wasn't even. It didn't even seem like there was any kind of intensity today. No, no. It, for for a championship race, that's what makes it so disappointing. Like this is like supposed to be the Super Bowl of, but like even though the Daytona is considered the Super Bowl, the first race of the year, and a lot of people don't understand that. But we'll have a completely different season for 2020. Um, the championship race is going to be in Phoenix from now on. Um, we are actually going to be in Phoenix uh, next year for the championship race, so that's going to be exciting. We'll be there covering it. Um, and, uh, I don't know. I'm pumped. I'm pumped for, for 2020 NASCAR year. We're going to do a lot of races. We're gonna have a lot of content. We're gonna be doing a lot of cool stuff. So it's going to be epic and, um, can't wait to, uh, embark on that journey in the, the beginning of the new decade. 
Wow. I'm excited. Crazy stuff. To say. Weird to say that, but yeah, I'm excited. Oh yeah, for sure, for sure. All right, so moving into the week 11 Sunday slate, I'm going to go ahead and let all you guys know this right off the bat. Homeboy has not been treating his body right. Um, I have not been sleeping as much as I should have. I've been trying to be Superman and stay awake like crazy. Um, I blame uh, partially me not waking up until after 12 p.m., which is something that I haven't done since college. Holy shit. It actually happened uh, on Sunday. And partially blamed on me probably staying up to 3 o'clock in the morning watching Disney+. Plus. Because now that I have Disney Plus, I understand that it is a black hole vortex that will suck you in and you won't realize it's 3 a.m. and you're eating leftover Cajun rice from Popeye's watching Kazam with Shaq. Living the dream. Yeah, so it happens. But yeah, I woke up at like 1240. I didn't get any of my DFS lineup set for to, for the slate today. Um, I left two of my fantasy football teams uh, with four people with buys on, in one of my leagues. So this is my worst week of football. And I'm going to blame it all on Mercury Retrograde. So, It's yeah. like your get-out-of-jail-free card. You're, it's it like is. you can just blame it for everything. If anything goes wrong in your life, just blame that. That's it. So this is the last week that I can do that. Um, and all this is honest to God. This happened. Um, so I, uh, the majority of my stuff has been watching highlights today and being able to see the amount of points that were scored by individual players. So luckily um, – Luckily, you were, a, uh, you were an adult today, and you woke up at a reasonable time, and you had the shit on lock. So we thank you, everyone in your cars or your office, wherever you are right now. Give them a round of applause. Just give them a round of applause. Hey, I was running on fumes, too. I didn't get my fair share of sleep. I think I texted you at 3 that I was done with the premium content. So Right. I got up at 8 o'clock to put the, the DFS uh, rankings tweet out, and then I went back to sleep. And then that's when I woke up frantically searching for my phone, only to find out it was 1245 in the afternoon. So, yeah. So, let's dive in. Crazy shit that I saw today. Uh, th this is how you know it's a weird week when you're looking at fantasy points and who scored the most. John Brown with 37 fantasy points in this Buffalo-Miami game. Josh Allen was at 33. This was a huge day for quarterbacks, by the way. Just got to note that. But um, Josh Allen, John Brown, hell of a performance out of those guys. Um, I take it that this game was uh, just an overall just domination station. For uh, for those Bills, 37 to 20 is what they won by. For the most part, the Dolphins couldn't slow them down, but they did keep it close, man. They, um, the Dolphins hung in there for a little while. It was Josh Allen's best game of his season by far. We saw him do his thing, a little bit of running, a little bit of throwing. And, um, man, I think we should start to expect just to stack the Dolphins every week because they're starting to put up points with Fitzmagic. So. It's Fitzpatrick, baby. That's what he does. He doesn't tank. He, he's not a tanker. He's not a tanker. He's a player. And he's going to fight until he throws eight interceptions in a football game. It's coming, he, right? When he has that game, it's over. Like you, We haven't seen one this year, have we? No, we haven't yet. But when it does happen, it's over. So just remember that. That was the best three weeks of my entire life. And Fitz, Fitz Magic was just like killing the game with like 40 burgers like last year. Yeah. The start of last season was incredible when he was throwing bombs to Deshaun Jackson and Mike Evans every like every game. It was super fun to watch. I enjoyed the shit out of it. Um, but, yeah, the Caucasian cam strikes again. Josh Allen um, doing the damn thing for these Bills, and uh, good to see him get his uh, biggest game of the year. Even better for the people that had the uh, Josh Allen-John Brown combination 
today. Probably did very well on DK. For sure. I had John Brown in my FanDuel cash lineup, which was great. Um, overall, it was a f- great day for FanDuel cash, bad day for DraftKings cash, and a uh, good day for our bets. So two out of three is usually good. Two out of three ain't bad, baby. Yeah, and Devontae Parker on the uh, – we, we, were, we were wondering who was it going to be on episode 114, and I, I think I said it was going to be Albert Wilson, but I think that uh, I think it, it, we were wrong there. Devontae Parker was uh, the big boy for the for the Dolphins, so Devontae may be coming around a little bit, and uh, possibly somebody that uh, I'm sure he's already rostered in season long, but definitely somebody to maybe keep an eye on um, in DFS from week to week because it seems like Fitzpatrick is a uh, has kind of found the the usual suspect to be the one. The their their wide receiver one supposedly is is actually the one. Uh, it doesn't really work that way with backup QBs, but this way I guess it it's just happening. So there is that. Uh, one of the more interesting games I think from today. One of the the better games because like I think we both uh, can agree that this was a very weird slate. It was just not overall entertaining and uh. Typically, we're, we go in, you know, a line talking about these games. But uh, talking about this uh, Cardinals 49ers game, Jimmy Garoppolo had himself a day with 34.66 fantasy points. Um, Got to love that. Any, anytime you see Jimmy G have him a day, and I think it was expected. But my question for you is this. Are we seeing that the Cardinals are uh, the San Francisco 49ers kryptonite team? Possibly, because the, the score was inflated. They had a last play of the game that was like a scooping score that was a bizarre play. It actually cost us one of our bets. It was painful. Um, if you didn't see that play, go watch it. Four seconds left. Um, but really, this was a field goal game. And um, I think you're right. The Cardinals have something on the 49ers. The 49ers cannot establish the run against the, the, the Cardinals. Cliff Kingsbury's been sneaking into Kyle Shanahan's room or something. Um, I don't know what's happening there, but uh, great, party favors got to be great call with Debo Samuel. Debo had him 24 fantasy points today. He was the uh, highest scoring receiver for the 49ers. So um, always good when we make him the good calls and the right calls. And then uh, got to give it to Kyler Murray, 26 fantasy points. He was uh, the dog. I think he had that one big touchdown that he ran in uh, towards the end of the game. And I think that's kind of what tipped him over that that edge. So, love to see Kyler. Kyler is honestly my favorite for Rookie of the Year. And um, I think that he should definitely get the Offensive Rookie of the Year just because he's starting to finally come into his own as a quarterback. And I think we're, we're starting to see a really good shift uh, with this Arizona team as far as him, uh, you know, calling the shots and leading the way. Definitely, man. Uh, they've – both Coach and, and Kyler Murray have exceeded my expectations – I talk a lot about – obviously, we talk about what we get right, but I think we both were a little down on Kyler and, and uh, Kingsbury. So, they're doing well, man. Uh, and it just seems like that backfield is going to be a Kenyon Drake and um, and Chase Edmonds once he's back and David Johnson days are over. Where where does David land next season? Quick, quick, Honestly, thought, same, quick thought. Quick thought? Your quick, quick thought on where he would go. Spitfire, Spitfire team. Philadelphia Eagles. Philadelphia, ooh, that would suck. He's, yeah, I don't know. Though. They might where be running backs go to die. I know. I just feel like he's the type type running back that would go there. Um, the other offense I could see him going to is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. 
I don't know. I think I think Ronald Jones is going to be able to take that one over pretty well. If uh, if if I'm going to say David Johnson could end up anywhere in the entire NFL, um, I could see him possibly going to be a dual threat with Todd Gurley with the Rams. Gross. No way. Mm-hmm. They don't have enough. They can't pay both those guys. They got a huge contract on Gurley and David Johnson's contract's massive. I have a so feeling they that do it. I have a feeling David Johnson would probably take a huge pay cut to stay in the league. Yeah, but you can't. That's not. <laughs> that's not how that works. Like, they, somebody would have to trade him. That means they take on a salary, right? Mm, I mean, I don't know. Maybe Cliff Kingsbury would just cut 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 him off entirely and just say, "You got to go." Pal. we're gonna. Yeah, I'm not sure contract. of the details of his contract. Um, maybe he'll go open up a restaurant somewhere and he'll retire and then he'll come back and that's his loophole to get out of there. Was he doing that poorly though? That's the, that's the confusing thing here. Or is he just not fit the system? Uh, I, obviously he's not liked there because like, how do you have a guy that did the shit that he did? And then you just like make a coaching change and then you think that, well, now that there's a new coach comes in, everything's going to be okay for DJ. And then it's not. So obviously, like he's just yeah, they're they're moving on. Something's not right. I think that his best option would be to retire, to get out of it, and then come back in and go play somewhere where he can be like in a in a double stacked running back situation. And I think Dude, that's his best option. He's not retiring, man. There's no way. He's he's getting paid way too much money to retire. He's going to be worth $14 million next year, $12 million a year after that. He's not going to just retire. Maybe not, but and the, uh, this might be the king of bad takes that I've ever had, and that's fine, and I'm okay because I'll live and I'll wake up tomorrow and I'll live to see another day. But I think that for him, I don't really see him as a Lev Bell kind of guy where it's all about the money. I think he does have a lot of pride in play in the game, and he wants to be somewhere where he knows he's going to play, and obviously it's not Arizona. Yeah, no, I agree with you. He's going to get it traded. What's good, like he's going to get paid, but he's going to get traded. Hopefully, he just gets traded somewhere cool. But I would I like agree. to see him with like another like, like quote unquote star in the league. Like because we all know Gurley's taking a dip, um, just but uh-huh. this year especially. But I think having somebody like him, like I mean, you look at like Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt, like they complement each other pretty well. Um, I would say yeah. nobody really Atlanta. thought. Nobody thought. Oh. Oh shit! Okay, now you got me really thinking. Yeah, I, I like that. Is kind of eh, kind of over that. Yeah, I think that I, I like that idea way better than the Buccaneers one. Okay, we're, yeah. we're getting somewhere. Okay, I can go. I can. All right, I, I can agree with you on that. The, the Falcons could be a good landing spot for David Johnson. I'll agree with you there. All right, enough of this. Um, this is a player that I'm happy, so happy for, and excited for. And um, mainly because I own him in the league where I'm just absolutely crushing life. Uh, Dak Prescott, 34 fantasy points. Dak is a badass quarterback, and it's time everybody realizes that. This offense uh, is completely different the way that they're calling things. Dak is just having himself a fucking year. Uh, Also wanted to note that I said I think Michael Gallup was going to do well. You said no. Michael Gallup, 26 fantasy points today. So there's my little rub. We're finally starting to see Randall Cobb come around. He had 24 points today. Uh, I think Zeke ended up with 20. He got over the 20 hump, which is cool. We, we were a little worried about him. But um, he didn't have some monster day, obviously. But he still got over the 20, the 20 hump. So, can't be so, you know, mad about that. But uh, 
I love what I'm seeing out of Dak Prescott. It's it's fantastic. Yeah, it's obviously now just like the Kellen Moore and Dak Prescott show. Um, yeah, I didn't have anything against Gallup, man. I just didn't like him for his price tag on DFS. But it's um, yeah, Gallup's a talented guy. Cobb's a decent third option. I, I like that I'm seeing him used. I was kind of worried early in the season. I think you were as well that they weren't oh, really yeah. using the, the third guy. It was just two people and then and it Witten. So Dude, big time, man. Like it was, uh, yeah, it was, it was sketchy, but yeah, Gallup is definitely somebody that's emerging. He's definitely paying off. He was a good uh, draft pick for him. And it's uh, ever since Hearns left the building, he's been the guy that stepped up. So good to see that. And then on the other side of it, um, even though they ended up losing shout out to Jeff Driscoll, 27 fantasy points for them lions today. How about that? Jeffrey Driscoll. Um, yeah, I wish I would have went all in on Driscoll over Brandon Allen. So, Holy. shout out to the clock. I meant not Brandon Allen, Kyle Allen. We got two two Allens playing now. <laughs> yeah, Kyle I Allen. I want to say crap bed. I want to say that I said something about it, but I probably didn't. But I probably had some kind of smart ass shit to say about him. At the same time, I was also probably like, "Yeah, he'll be all right." I can't remember what I said. It's rough. But uh, Jeff Driscoll. What a what a man, what a man, what a man, what a mighty good man, as Salt and Pepper once said. Um, and then Marvin Jones showed out to be the one that uh that helped that out a good bit, I believe, with 19 fantasy points. So he'd be another good one for your uh duo receivers. Yeah, oh yeah. Uh we're talking about Kenny Galladay and uh and Yeah, because they seem to alternate, except for that one week that I hit that big third place win where they both went off. Mm. You're right. You're right, though. I don't know. Like, it's uh, it's good to see – because I think Jones kind of take took a little dip last season, so it's good to see him kind of being worked and used a little bit more. But um, I love that. The One uh, one other game other than that moving forward, uh, what we got to talk about Houston-Baltimore um, game. I know we already touched a little bit on DeAndre Hopkins and his robe. Um, did not expect to see the game – be that way uh that was probably one of the most angriest performances and it's also a reason where i am glad that i slept past 12 because i probably would have stacked the fuck out of this game and been highly disappointed uh but 41 to 7 texans uh lamar jackson stating uh another week why he should be in the mvp conversation with 33 fantasy points and just a absolute dominance also loved everything that i saw out of mark ingram and Gus Bus, dude. Gus Edwards, 20 fantasy points alongside Mark Ingram with 23 points today. So just an overall uh, fantastic showing of these Ravens and uh, continuing to dominate the AFC North. Yeah, it's definitely um, – after today, it's clear that where um, the Ravens sit in the AFC, it seems like it's, it's going to be them and the Patriots as one and two. Uh, and then if the Chiefs can get hot, they'll be the other team in the mix. But uh, Harbaugh just ran circles around Bill O'Brien today. It's got to feel good to be Harbaugh because Bill O'Brien got completely outcoached. Um, Harbaugh took his pin and stuck it directly into the sphincter of Bill O'Brien's chin <laughs> and just pressed it so hard. That's exactly what happened today. Um, really, really made uh, Deshaun Watson take a, a little dip in, um, in his, in his uh, my, for my MVP rankings that we will discuss once we are done to talking about some of these games. Um, he took a dip today in that race. The one thing I loved about the post game, um, and the one thing that made me miss Mark Ingram so much, because there, there he is, man. Like he's just one of those guys. I don't say it enough, but like I miss him in New Orleans so much. Just his personality and just who he is. Um, 
and he came on there and like he I think he was hyping up Lamar dude because like he he's just he is a team guy bro he loves his team like if he's on a team he's got their back he's he's gonna hype them up he's just he's that kind of a person I've also been told that I am the white Mark Ingram I don't know if I've ever told you that before but last season um, somebody put a picture out of me comparing the way I look to Mark Ingram and calling me the Caucasian Mark Ingram so that was very flattering. Um, because Mark Ingram is a good-looking dude, and uh, it's good to know that I'm compared to a good-looking dude. Can you run the ball like him? Um, I don't know. I haven't, I haven't tried. We should do that. We should have a clinic. We should do what Colin Kaepernick tried to do this past week. We should have a – I'll have a, a, a clinic, except I won't try to be a martyr instead of a uh, football player. Uh, judge me how you will on that comment. Don't really care. I'll, I'll be your huge action and, like, set up your workout drills and uh, have everything planned, and then it gets canceled. Will you wear like a windbreaker? Yeah, for sure. All right, I'll have cool. the whole thing set up and ready. All right, I'm down for it. Yeah. Um, Mark's got to be there, though. He's got to be there to pretend to be me and be with Garage Guys and do like an interview with me after. You'll 100% throw up if you put me in charge of this. Mm-mm. I, yeah, I, yeah, I, will, I, will I love you, a, baby. I'll have a workout so serious that you will end up puking. Mm, okay, I thought you meant something else. I thought you said you were going to puke. No, no, no. I, no, I just meant from – sheer fact of like I would be wanting to push your limits so far to take that take advantage of the opportunity to to really get to you and then hopefully you would crush the the workout and then you would puke after I would definitely sneak tap you in the balls after that (laughs) just out of pure frustration from myself (laughs) for actually doing it but anyway Mark Ingram was on there hyping up Lamar man the video I think it's on the check down just go watch it um just love what he was just saying basically he was just like it's facts He's yeah. MVP, baby. Like, just the way he was doing it. Like, I don't know. Mark, Mark Ingram's fucking awesome. Love the guy. He, him and, and Jameis, like, not Jameis. What the fuck? Him and Lamar um, and just that, that, that combination right there have made me like the, 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 the Ravens. And I think I said that on last week's episode. So, I don't know. Crazy. Yep. Mark Andrews, 17 points. Just a great game for the Ravens. Yeah, I have one last comment. They're really missing Will Fuller on the Houston side. They yeah. need, like, another, they need another weapon, man. Like, I don't think Kenny Stills is a, is a number two. I think he's a number three. And it's just – it's it's obvious that Baltimore has more talent on their roster than, than Houston. So I agree there. Um, I think they tried to find that talent today in the form of a one Ryan Griffin, a tight end, uh, with the uh, points, 24.90 fantasy points. So I always love to see a good unknown name tight end have he's him a the, day. He's on the Jets. He's on the Jets? Yeah. Damn, he's wearing a Houston colors. Damn it. Got yeah, he's the, he's the guy Got that we've been like we've been getting excited about saying like once Chris Herndon gets in, he's gonna take that dude's place at some scoring. He's like a more talented version of, you know. Damn, that's DraftKings Live. Update your shit. I need to update my eyeballs. Fuck. New York Jets, see it right here. All right. So yeah. Well, anyway, shout out to Ryan Griffin. We can talk about that game. So Washington, Jets. Started off with the, the mistake that I called off from that one. Uh, $2,900, Ryan Griffin with 24 fantasy points. Sam Darnold with 26.42. And what else do we have here? Anything higher than that? No, it looks like Sam Darnold was the highest fantasy scorer of that game. Yeah, Jamison Crowder had a touchdown. Robbie Anderson had a touchdown. Uh, but I don't really care to talk too much about this one. Darius Geis came back and scored. Um, Redskins were, were getting dominated. and then in typical fashion, all their fantasy points came in garbage time, and Dwayne Haskins actually 
got to throw a touchdown pass to Terry McLaurin. So maybe that'll help their confidence and maybe he just needed to get some, some garbage they're, time in his life. They're trying to, yeah, they def, I definitely see that looking at these, uh, these yards, these passing yards and ten, yeah. Okay. So yeah, but he got it. He got him 18 points. He's getting there. He did some, some early on Baker Mayfield style uh, numbers from this year. So uh, good for Dwayne. Yeah, he's going to be – I think I've said this like five times in the podcast, but Haskins is going to be somebody that it's going to take time with. It's just going to have to ride this – weather the storm with them and not give up on him too early because I don't think he's going to be like a guy that comes in and just kills it his first few games. He's going to – And see, I thought, I thought he would have been, man, especially with Terry McLaurin there. Like, I thought that they would have been smart enough to put him in, you know, in the driver's seat early on in the year. But I guess when you had Keenum, you had to do what you had to do. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. Continue growing, Washington. We'll continue watching, and um, and hopefully you'll get a new owner someday. So next game we can talk about briefly. Nick Foles came back in the mix. The one thing that I love, that I'm happy about, is that we didn't see any change in who that wide receiver one is, and it is DJ Chark. 33 fantasy points today, 6,200 on DraftKings, two touchdowns, 104 receiving yards. Uh, gotta love it. He uh, he is the clear wide receiver one now. And if you if you didn't know, now you know. DJ Chark, nothing to be afraid of. Fire that man up every week. Yep, uh, love 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 Chark. I would like to see Westbrook do a little bit better, um, but you know we'll see. We'll see once Foles plays a few more games. I think Chark's obviously the clear one, like you said. I don't have any additional comments. I like old Chark. Uh, Marlon Mack uh, is pretty much done, probably for a good while. Broke his hand, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, he's ruled out for Thursday, and then after that, we'll see. I mean, it's a broken hand. Remember when? Remember when David Johnson broke his hand? Yeah, I just I think Marlon Mack. Uh, from what I've seen, they're gonna do whatever they can to get him back for the end of the playoff, uh, end of the season for this playoff push. So we'll, well see. Either way it went, Jonathan Williams came in. He got the job done with 18 fantasy points. Um, he was uh, he was definitely somebody that probably nobody was expecting to do anything, and he got some reception, uh, some receiving yards in there. 31 receiving yards, one reception. So he had that one 31 yard uh, run. Um, and then he had 116 rushing yards, no touchdowns, but still, if you would have, if the injury would have never happened to Marlon, you would add that to it. We would have seen Marlon easily have over uh, 30 points and possibly could have been the uh, the biggest fantasy scorer of the day. <clears throat> so uh, Marlon Mackery could have made it happen, but just underrated running back in the league. Yeah, I think I, I think we actually had the conversation about me saying maybe I should put Marlon Mack in here into a lineup. And um and luckily, like I said, didn't do that. Probably would have tanked it out. So it was good, good choice for me not to wake up before twelve or after twelve. Uh, but Jonathan Williams is definitely somebody to look at uh, on your waiver wire. So he's, I, I would think probably him being like one of the the biggest guys really this week, um, going into week twelve. Yeah, um, the other guys on uh, Hines too. So just throwing that name out there. Yeah, They're going to go by committee most likely. There is Naheem. Always remember Naheem. Naheem. Um, Naheem, who was the one guy? Was it a fullback that got a touchdown for the Colts today? Uh, I think they gave it to their tackle at one point, and then they got stuffed to the line of scrimmage. I he did remember. the keg stand uh, celebration? <laughs> I think so. That and they shit called was it amazing. They said, they said he didn't make it in. Like, they had to review it, I think. Uh, such a bitch move on the NFL's yeah. part. Like, when you have such an amazing, like, day like that as far as uh, just doing a cool uh, – a cool celebration like that was probably if he would have if that would have stood that was the number one celebration of the year hands down Falcons Panthers 
this game did not go as planned. Um, McCaffrey did the damn thing again, 30, getting over the 30, 30 hump. Calvin Ridley came into the mix with 31 fantasy points. I think that it, it's just like you said, dude, we saw, we've seen these past two weeks, the Falcons have turned to switch. Their defense got 26 fantasy points. Holy hell. Yeah, this is literally driving me insane. Two weeks in a row, I've uh, lost targeting the Falcons because I've, I've always targeted the Falcons defense and it's cost me the past two weeks, first with Drew Brees and then this Probably the week. first rest of the whole season so far. Yep. It's been uh it's been weird. And then to add to that, I had a lot of Calvin Ridley, which was great. But uh Russell Gage is the third receiver with the Falcons and he was one of our value plays and they called a touchdown back that say dropped it and I'm not sure what if he actually dropped it, but I'm assuming he did and they reviewed it, but I had already counted those points. And you know how red zone is. You know when, like, you see it go to a different game and then it comes back to the game later and says the score didn't count? That's what happened. Yeah, that's when you shit your pants. Right. You got to hate that. Um, <clears throat> Brian Hill, bust or no bust? Complete bust. He looked awful. Sorry also for had a touchdown money. He yeah, also he had a touchdown call back. It's like, man, today just ran so bad for me. Adam Ronis in the pro league probably feels really bad. I think he won, though, so he'll be okay. Yeah, he did win. I mean, he's got a great team. He just – he spent like 100. I think he's just spending money to spend it at this point. Like, just because he just has it and he's like, I already got a great team. I'm probably going to win. Fuck it. Yeah. Um, hey, I'm about to be in second in that league. Look at you, bro. I'm coming. Saving it. Make it – holding it down for the garage fam. We appreciate it. Everybody just get on Drew's team because I know that I don't have a chance in hell at this point probably to make the playoffs. Um, so, yeah, Drew's all we got. So, let's rally behind Drew. Um, DJ Moore did have a decent game with 17 fantasy points. Your boy Kyle Allen was horrible. And uh, I think the other guy that we can maybe say a, a kind word or two about. Uh, yeah, no. no DJ Moore? Really. Yeah, maybe DJ Moore. That I just said, you know, he did okay. He had 17 uh, fantasy points. But, uh, Curtis Samuel got the bed. Yeah, yeah. What are you going to do? You know, Julio 14. Yeah. Other than think- that. Do you think I came was like secretly happy today? Because we finally saw him truly, Kyle, and truly blow up. Oh, facts, dude. Facts, Cam was was happy because that that gives him a little more job security. Um, that's kind of like the week that uh that is he Carter done the Minshew. year? Uh, yeah, Cam's not coming back this year. He'll be back next year, and he'll and he will he will either get a big a big fat check from Chicago or he'll be back in Carolina. Yeah. That's uh that's my my honest take on that. Yeah. Um, but moving out of the NFC South, uh got to talk a little bit about the uh the Denver Minnesota game. Uh was crazy in the beginning. Everybody was freaking out. Uh nothing was really going right for the the Vikings. Stefan Diggs ended up coming through. I think he had 26 fantasy points. Kirk Cousin continues to shine uh with he had 26 fantasy points as well. And uh, I have to point out, Stefan Diggs had some of those badass cleats. He's got the meme of the girl yelling and crying to the cat. He had those cleats on today. Um, he check it out. literally wore those cleats. So if you haven't seen it, go go look at it. Stefan Diggs is a, is a fucking badass when it comes to like like just finessing the accessories. Like he he crushes it in the cleat game. He is the number one like cleat wear if if a meme was a cleat he had it and like he literally had a meme on his cleats today 
So was it's always fun to watch him do that damn thing. And then got to give a huge shout out to the homie uh, Kyle Rudolph for doing the damn thing. I think that I briefly said that if I had to make a choice, it would probably be Kyle Rudolph. I may or may not have said that, but um, but Kyle Rudolph is continuing to shine in Adam Thielen's absence. We're seeing him targeted like crazy. He had 17 fantasy points, 67 receiving yards, five receptions, one touchdown. Uh, Kyle Rudolph is definitely a tight end that you want to have right now during this uh, Adam Thielen injury hiatus. So Yeah, I agree, man. Uh, Cousins loves targeting tight ends. and He's a tight end boy. He's like me. And their receiving uh, talent is not that that strong. So, really what they're doing is using Rudolph as tight end and, and Irv Smith as like a receiver. So, both of those guys are getting targets. Rudolph, the, the Hudolph. Rudolph. Hey, Rudolph. The red-nosed reindeer. That's coming up for December, all December long. We're going to have that. Um, Definitely the highlight, though. i got to highlight one thing from this game is we had the, the garage fam. Our biggest bet of the day was the – this game, we teased it with the Cowboys. So we needed the the Vikings to win by three, and we needed the Cowboys to just win straight up. And watching that comeback um, was pretty pretty awesome because, you know, the last drive of the game, the the Vikings were up four, and the Broncos drove it all the way down to the to the end of the game to the to the red zone, and then we ultimately won the bet. So that was that was awesome. It's it's always pretty to see it, um, and just. Beautiful timing. Two more games I do want to uh, to cover bef- before we uh, jet on to discuss a little su- some stuff that's going down in the uh, Garage Talk world. Um, Got to go ahead and give a huge shout out to Michael Thomas. Twenty eight fantasy points continues to dominate in the wide receiver game. He, he is the number one wide receiver in the NFL. There's no 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 cap on that. No doubt at all. Um, One hundred fourteen receiving yards. Uh, just a touchdown, eight receptions, just continues to just absolutely slay. Um, he is in my MVP race. Yep. And, uh, no, no doubt about it. Uh, Jameis Winston, 21 fantasy points today, ended up uh, having this what, – what did we say, four interceptions? He was going to throw them interceptions and still find a way to have a decent day. He always does it. It's one of the weirdest quarterbacks of all time. Um, but I did make the call this game would be by a field goal. I was highly mis- mistaken and did not give my Saints enough credit. They crushed. Alvin Kamara, 22 fantasy points. Um, we saw Drew Brees get over the 20 hump. Just uh, absolute amazing day, amazing win in Tampa. And uh, we we just – there wasn't really anything going for uh, for some of these these guys other than Cameron Brait with 17 fantasy points. He had the weird weird Cameron Brait day. See, that was supposed to happen in the first time they played the Bucks because they all it always does. Like Cameron Brait always goes off against the Saints. Well, did you see the OJ Howard play that he like tried to put the ball behind his back? And like, I did. I did see that on Twitter. I saw that on Twitter, and it was just like, why did you do this to me, Jameis? I'm pretty sure he got benched after that. Yeah. And by the way, Winston has 18 interceptions this year. Just throwing that out there. Only Jameis Winston Winston can get over the 20 hump and do that. He is a literally a one of a kind in that aspect. Um, Chris Godwin did not have a great day whatsoever. I don't think he really came alive until like what the second half. Yeah, basically got all his points on one touchdown. That was it. But, I mean, you you'll take that as a bad game because he got in the end zone, but if he wouldn't have gotten the end zone, then you're probably looking at a four-point day, a five-point day. Still a better day than Mike Evans. So, uh, so it's always good to uh, – I originally should have made that call. 
Who is Scotty Miller, by the way? He's their new, like, Adam Humphreys type guy. He, he like, looks like he would be, like, he would grew up next door to Adam Humphreys. Um, Got to note that we are continuing to see Jared Cook used uh, 11 fantasy points for Jared. Not bad for a tight end. Can't be mad there. Um, so, love to see that. And then um, don't really have a whole lot to say about the Oakland-Cincinnati game other than Hunter Renfro and Tyrell Williams and just, yeah, people, players, things. But uh, talking about the, uh, the, the, the Patriots-Eagles game was kind of a stinker. And uh, I'll let you speak your piece. Yeah, just a defensive game. The Patriots offense continues to struggle, relies on their defense. Um, Brady's not playing as good as he used to right now. Um, I think that's mainly to do with the offensive line and all the change at receiver. Um, but, yeah, man, it's just a, it was a terrible game. It was a close game, so if you like defensive close games, I guess that's, you know, that's your thing. But I saw something pretty crazy that the um, Patriots defense held them um, 10 consecutive drives or something like that without a um, – point so that second half adjustments kicked in for the Patriots and that's why they won the game but I don't really have anything to to add other did than you, did you see uh, that one play that Julian Edelman like grabbed that dude's arms and like held him behind him and took him to the ground one of the Eagles <laughs> defensive players yeah yeah people were getting all Dude, mad they were that. pissed at Julian about that I thought it was hilarious yeah I think Edelman just thought that so he was trying to make sure the dude didn't get an interception. He was trying to – he didn't see where the ball went. And uh, people were just going nuts, like saying he was like trying to fight the guy or something. I think that was actually – I think that we're, what we're seeing is like more of these types of moves. That's only so that Fox can promo uh, Sunday SmackDown or whatever the fuck their wrestling shit is. They're just using – Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Promo that. So, yeah. like, they'll just like hit up a random player where we can be like, do this power bomb. Or, like, yeah. tie his hands behind his back and just – and then they cut to a commercial and it's, like, fucking, like, Stone Cold Steve Austin slamming a beer. Hey, yeah. watch wrestling. For sure, man. And I love when somebody, like, when a Patriots player like this, like Edelman or Gronk or, you know, somebody gives people a reason on Twitter to get all mad at a Patriots player because, you know, like, Edelman – Edelman doing something like that, he goes from being, like, a tough slot receiver to being, like, a, a dirty player. For, for at least for at least 48 hours and then it'll go back it'll, to normal yeah it'll be forgotten in, in, in a couple hours yeah. man. nobody's tripping yeah. it's everybody already probably forgot about it and now they're hearing us talk about it and they're like oh shit um but uh all right so tomorrow well tonight uh chargers chiefs divisional matchup i've got the chargers in this one i think that uh i think their defense is going to step up i think that we will definitely see a tough game, and I think that the Chargers have the juice to make this happen. So I've got Phillip Rivers as one of my best plays of the night. Man, that's weird. You never like the Chargers. Um, mm -mm, but, but I do this game. This is a tough one to call. I don't really know where I, where I stand. I know the spread's five points, so it's right between a field goal and, and, a, and a touchdown, which usually means they're not, not really sure between the two. When they're, that, the five-point spread's always weird. I, th I kind of just lean – on the Chiefs just because of Patrick Mahomes. And I feel like they have been losing some games they shouldn't. Um, but, man, I don't know who I like from fantasy or anything like that. I think Keenan Allen's going to have a big day. Pretty confident in that. Big fan of Melvin Gordon and Phillip Rivers in this one. Um, Real question is, what what is Phillip Rivers' testosterone levels going to be for this game? Dude, I really feel like uh, he's turned the page. And we'll, we'll know for a fact tonight. We'll know if he really has turned that page or not. 
But I feel like he's turned a corner and that he's realized he's got to stop doing the deed before these games. So I think that he's finally understood that and realized that. And I think that we're going to see him just like have like a N.O. explode type night. You remember N.O. explode from high school when you was lifting weights? Remember like the before they like had to like ban it and then remake it because it was like basically the four loco of like workout powders. Um, yeah, it's yep. like that style. Like he's got some of that's been sitting in a closet for a couple of years. He's going to take him a couple of scoops. He's going to get out there and just kill the game. Yeah, I'm imagine. I'm imagining. <clears throat> I like that comparison because No Explode was hilarious. Just the whole drama with it and getting taken off the market. But yeah, he's getting I'm, jacked on No Explode, dude. We should just we should just take that before we went out for a night of drinking. That's crazy. Never did that. I just would. We would drink like Red Bull and vodka, like a Red Bull and vodka, or Red Bull and something to get us going. But for workouts, I took the no the no explode for sure. No explode took took you to new heights. It did through it the did. roof. But I can imagine no joke. Philip Rivers being diagnosed with low like low T and him going to get like injections before the game. Yeah, he's definitely going to get like you know some uh, some 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 growth hormone. What am I saying? What am I saying? Philip Dang Rivers it. Is, is is definitely not low testosterone. The dude probably has too much. So Dang it. Yeah, that's why he has to just sex a lot. But I think he's like calmed down with the sex. Like if if he just stops doing the sex for like an hour, he's good. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's Rivers, Philip Rivers gifts are my favorite of all time though. Just like him saying they are the best. Like, come on guys, football. Football. I want I want Navy jerseys though. Navy jersey Philip Rivers is the best Philip Rivers. If you could put Philip Rivers on one more team, what would it, who would it be and why? Because <sighs> this might become a thing if they want to move on from him and he wants to play like two more years. There, that's something that I'm hearing is is possible if they decide to if they get if they don't make a playoff run um, here. You know, they might decide to reboot. You know, start Phillip over in the Rivers. Draft. I would the only other team that I would want to see Philip Rivers on. This would piss a lot of people off in the AFC West. Um, I would want to see him play for the Broncos. I think that Phillip Rivers is just like a perfect Bronco. I was going to say them. I think they're, they're somebody that would be interested. The other one that I think makes a lot of sense is the Bears. I couldn't see Phillip Rivers as a Bear. I can see him as a Bronco, though. I could see Phillip Rivers as a Bronco, and I could see Phillip Rivers as a – Hmm. I don't necessarily tough. mean a bear. I mean, like, hey, the bear's window is now – Philip Rivers' window is obviously now because he's – I just don't – he just doesn't fit that that team. He doesn't fit the eh. team, in my opinion. He would be a good Bronco. Like, and I'm basing this just off of, like, total, like, team history and just, like, the team itself. Like, he would be a good Bronco, and then the other team would be – he would be, like, a good uh, – I could see him play for, like – like the Cowboys, but that won't never happen. But like, I could see him, like, I'm just like literally the country accent, Broncos, like anything to do with horses. He'd be a, he'd be a good team player for a team that had a mascot of a horse. So the Colts, the Broncos, and then like the Cowboys. I think we're clearly, clearly showing everyone that listens to us the difference in how many you think is being yes. displayed right now. I'm like basing this completely off of just like team history and like persona. And you base you're basing this off of like actuality of like what probably really roster. needs to happen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah, that's the difference between uh, between me and Drew. So <laughs> there we go. <laughs> but yeah. Um, but anyway, it's gonna be good to watch. I'm excited for this game. Um, it, it's 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 good to actually have a Monday night game to look forward to. So 
it's exciting. We need a good one after this crappy slate where we saw the man. It's just it's a it's a it's a terrible thing that the Ravens and the Texans game and the Eagles and the Patriots game both busted because we needed at least one of those two to be good. Well, look, here's the beauty of it: Mercury is out of the retro microwave this week. There's no more of it. Week 12 is going to be fantastic. We'll be we'll be talking about that on Friday. Um, so hey, one more thing, you forgot. You forgot. Uh, we got to have a quick chase this tight ends. Um, did you see Ross Dwelly, two tight ends today? Yeah, Ross two Dwelly. Touchdowns. I don't really care. I didn't bring him up for a reason because he's not, he's not set in stone because we all know Kittle will be back. So I wasn't, I wasn't that impressed because it was just a good matchup for a tight end. So it was just an easy slot pick and play. Um, there, there really isn't another 49er tight end that I would ever like want to praise other than the one that gives me free Doritos Locos tacos so as much like I said I'm not really a 49ers fan so as much as I can you know say good job Ross Dwelly you did it um he's just he's not George Kittle he's he's not he's not Kittle I don't think he's trying to be man but I think he's not anytime you get two touchdowns out of a tight end you got to be yeah I mean good job you know the Arizona Arizona always gets exposed to the tight ends they're just like uh Gerald Everett and the the Bears defense should have got exposed to him tonight that didn't happen so I'll give Dwelly props. I'll give him props. You don't have to. You can save yeah. it for you can save it for James O'Shaughnessy, Dawson Knox, and all those people. So I will. I, will, I do want to give a huge shout out to Kyle Jeswick for scoring 13 fantasy points today. Um, just love that guy. Favorite fullback in the league. Um, and then if I'm going to give a shout out to a tight end today, um, based directly just solely off of just actual like looks and energy that I get from looking at their headshot. Um, it is Dawson Knox scoring 11 fantasy points today. Um, shout out to Dawson. The headband is killer. The, uh, the half throw is, uh, is dope. Um, you did it, man. You got a touchdown. Proud of you, Dawson. All right. So said it a couple of times throughout covering this slate and some of the games today in the fantasy points. Um, Going to quickly hit on right now where we are in the season uh, for my top five and your top five MVP candidates. Um, Drew, would you like to do the honors of going first? Sure. At number one, I think we're going to have some agreements here. Uh, I got Christian McCaffrey, just the the season he's having, even in games where it looks like it's not probable that he's going to get there. In fantasy points, he seems to always – get it done, which is crazy. Even when he's not getting in the end zone, he's still getting there with, you know, 10 catches and just an unbelievable year. I really don't have to go into much analysis You, you have there. nothing else to, to say because I absolutely agree. I have him at my one as, as well. Um, he is uh, – it, it's time we see, and I think I've said it before, um, it's time we see another running back get that MVP award. And uh, nobody's doing it better than Christian McCaffrey in the game right now. So, absolutely have you back 100%. He is my one right now in week 11 as well. Um, I, if I'll roll into the second, um, don't really know how you're, you'll feel about this one. But at number two, I have Mr. Lamar Jackson. We are seeing uh, just an incredible domination at quarterback. So many people said that, you know, he was going to be just a runner. He wouldn't be able to get this passing game down. And he is killing the game. What, what other guy are you going to see on the line that wears knockoff pit vipers? Um, in Baltimore. Okay, there's not I was waiting many. for that. Yeah, like, it was just incredible. Like, and, and I still am huge. Pit Viper needs to get that man a pair of shades, like pronto. And I need to DM them on Instagram and be like, yo, if there's one thing that you could ever do for me in life, it's just send Lamar Jackson a pair of shades. That's all I can say. Where are you at on your two? 
So I have uh, Lamar Jackson at three. And just for the record, like I don't think they're going to give it to McCaffrey. They're going to give it to one of these QBs. But number two um, on, my, on my list is Russell Wilson. Just overall, just what he's doing for that team. And, you know, I think they're a pretty average team without – Without him, I guess the same could be said about Lamar Jackson and Deshaun Watson. But I have Russell Wilson at two and Lamar Jackson at three. So that's our first difference. But overall, we're pretty pretty similar. We got we got a little gap there. So I got Russell at four, actually. So I do agree what you're saying. Um, and, I, and I think that Russell is amazing. Russell is definitely one of those dominant quarterbacks. Um, and, and out of the quarterback race, but he is right there behind Lamar. Um, but my third spot um, – well, actually, what is your third spot? We'll go there. Who's your three? So, my three is Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson. Okay, so your three is Lamar. So, in between that gap right there for my three, I have uh, Michael Thomas, uh, the number one wide receiver in the NFL, my favorite wide receiver, obviously. Um, and, yes, I do show a little bias there, but for good cause – because I don't even think bias is in the mix of this. Like, if you have seen what Michael Thomas has been doing, he has proven that he is the, the, the one. He is the one and only. He's the boy. He's killing it. He's breaking records. He just, he's, he's a dominant dude. And I am so glad he is in New Orleans. Yeah, I don't think you're being biased. I, um, I agree. I think he's so on my list. He's number four. And it's just an unbelievable year, usually with receivers you see a few games where they just drop a few duds because that's just the way wide receiver life is. But with Mike Thomas this year, man, it's like a guaranteed eight catches, 10 catches, 12 catches, nine catches. You know, it's just – it's unreal what he's doing. So, I have no issues with you having him at three. And I only have him a spot back at four behind Lamar Jackson and Russell Wilson. Okay. So, is it obviously obvious to go ahead and say who is going to be um, your uh, – you said your, your number four is – Mike Thomas. Mike Thomas. So I think we might have the same number five then. Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson. And basically Lamar Jackson's game today versus him kind of is what put him ahead Facts. of Watson by uh by the gap. You know, all five of these guys are having an unreal year. I don't I don't know many people that are gonna have another name in that mix. I don't even know who the other name would be. Um maybe a Aaron Rodgers or or a defensive player. I don't. I don't know. I don't know. How I don't even know if I would go that far. I think that some of the old old dogs, man, they're they're starting to slow down a little bit. They're simmering. Um, yeah. So I mean, the main if five. there if there is one more guy that could do it, another quarterback that would be in the conversation, he would have to play out the rest of the year like he's playing now. And if he could do it, I think that we would have. It would only be fair to say it would be Dak Prescott. Hmm. I guess I just still just don't like that he's been doing it against only bad teams for the most part. His bad games come against a good team. I don't know. I think Dak's having an unbelievable year, um, but he's also in that new system and kind of reminds me of golf going off with um, golf, 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 golf. Kind of reminds me of that though, where you got in that new system, and I'm not sure how much is Dak and how much is the system. I think Dak's a, an above-average QB. Uh, I, I think that Dak has shown that it maybe just like like most players, sometimes it just takes guidance. And um, and we both are taking him over Wentz, and Wentz was a way bigger MVP name to start the yeah. year by people. Who who is what what is a Wentz? Yeah, what from Wentz he came. Um, yeah, I don't even want to talk about that guy. I I have nothing for him. Yeah. Uh, as this is me saying, this is me saying, like, you're justified to say Dak is probably that next tier of MVP 
candidates. So if he can finish out the year like he has, like if he can continuously get you know over twenty five fantasy points a game uh, from here on out, then like one hundred percent. Like, but if he has like more than two games where he's like under twenty fantasy points, then like yeah, he's out. Yeah, he would need to definitely make the playoffs, definitely go off the rest of the season, yes. and he would need some help from the other people, like, to struggle a little bit. So, it's not impossible, but, you know, if we see Lamar Jackson come out with a couple games where he doesn't play well, and then we – you know what I mean? Like, if the stars align for him, then he can get there. Big facts. Big facts, 100%. But that, but that's that. Um, like I said, super excited that Mercury's going to be out of the microwave. Friday's episode, we'll be doing the rundown as always. NASCAR season is over, so there will be a lot more time for me to be focusing on the NFL. No more sleeping past 12. Um, I'm going to make sure that I check myself to make sure that never happens again. Um, Drew, I'm gonna, you're, you're just going to have to like call me like five times. Um, <laughs> but, but it shouldn't have to happen. Like I said, no, there, uh, the articles are about to be slowing down for me. I, I write NASCAR articles every weekend. So now that we're uh, the season's finished, I won't have that. I'll have a little more time to be writing for our, uh, our on our Patreon page. So get ready for a lot more blog posts coming because I don't know what I'm going to do with all this extra time that I'm going to have. So I'm ready to see what happens with extra time. Yeah, we're going to have a lot more blogging, NFL blogging coming up. So there's going to be a lot more stuff that I'm going to be I'm going to be partaking in that I might be slacking in a little bit. So I feel busier I, than ever with him. With oh, the you NBA. are you killing the game on our Patreon page right now. And if you and if you're not subscribed to the Patreon page, definitely go check it out. Again, it's Patreon.com/slash/GarageGuys. But yeah, you're killing it. Love it, yeah. loving everything we got going on over there. And um, I'm about to be stepping up the blog game. Get get a little bit more, a little more ha ha material coming out for football now that NASCAR is done. Man. But um, are we really this far into the season? Dude, we are. We're coming into week twelve. Not that much longer left, but there's still time. There's still a good amount of weeks, so still a lot of stuff to talk about. Um, <clears throat> got some surprises coming up for the rest of the season uh, on the show. So now is the time to be sure to tell all your friends and everyone that you know online and everyone that you know that loves fantasy football that they need to subscribe to the Garage Guys Fantasy Sports Podcast. Follow us on Twitter. Follow us on Instagram, all of our social media pages. Tell everyone you know. And let's build the garage, fam. It's strictly football from here on out to the end of the season. This is where it starts heating up. This is where it starts getting real, real deep and digging hard. This is where your season needs to start getting dug in hard. This is where you start listening to Six Feet from the Edge by Creed and you're digging them holes. You know what I'm saying? I don't want you to die. Yep. Got fantasy playoffs and then we got actual real playoffs. So it's it's the best time of the year for NFL. That's it. And it's the holiday season's coming up too. So you know you you already know what it is. So again, we will see you on Friday. Enjoy the Monday night game. Enjoy your week. As always, hit us up with any questions you may have. Call the hotline 929-430-GGFS with all your questions. Any last words, Joseph? I'm good if you are. All right. I'm gonna try not to watch Disney Plus so much. Um, <laughs> sports party. <laughs> Repeat.
it's a hit. A dog. 